This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Well, hello there. You are of, of the, Christ, a year and a half we've been doing this? Yeah. You are the most George Clooney I've ever seen you in this moment. You have it's achieved be- peak Clooniness. Uh, it's because I haven't shaved in like a week and a half. If you weren't married, I was going to tell you to make this your profile picture and let the people <laughs> come a swarm it. I consider myself right now to be the most haggard I've been in quite some time. So. I do not understand this perception of yourself because arguably you are you are tan. Mm-hmm. You got this great salt and pepper thing going on with your beard. You have definition in your facial hair coloring, it, it accent. You look fantastic. You look amazing. Well, you. you know what? I, I can't believe I was able to stay away from you for a week. Guys, if you want to look your best, go to your local grocery store, pick up a case of mono, and just enjoy that <laughs> for about a month and a half. You're going to look fantastic. But hello. Welcome hey, buddy. Back. Welcome it's, back to you. It's season four. Does it? Is it weird that it feels like I haven't talked to you forever? And also, it was like yesterday that I saw you. Like, both of those things are occurring at the same time for me. Both of those things are possible, mostly because time has no meaning. No so meaning. No relevance anymore. None. Can I ask you a question? And this is for the listeners who are listening and not for listeners who are watching. Why in the hell are you currently wearing a sweater? Oh, why, why am I wearing? I'm, I'm full. I'm full Mr. Rogering this like show from now on. I did a whole walk in. I changed into a cardigan. I put on loafers. Uh-huh. It's a whole, no, it's because Val and I both have the same temperature aesthetic which is it needs to be fucking freezing in the house at all times okay so uh because this office gets used so infrequently the air is nice and crisp in here and this was the (laughs) first this is the first sweater i had that i could grab i would i would think that now that you've that you're adapting to the watertown climate yeah that you're gonna you would want to take advantage of as many of as many of the summer days as possible and be as summery as you can because you're going to be wrapped in all kinds of sweaters, blankets, and whatnot throughout the rest of the year come maybe, oh, I don't know, August. So why not take advantage of this nice warm weather while you have it instead of what you're currently doing? So warm is a stretch up here. You got to understand we're close close to that. Like our warm is not, we get maybe a month worth of like summer, summer. What it is, what's really weird is there's no humidity up here, which is amazing. God bless you. This, the, the outdoor temperature is eerily similar to California. It's a very dry heat. It's just a sun heat, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, but to answer your question, I'm doing the opposite. I'm acclimating my body to the appropriate temperature outside. So this week we set it at 65 degrees. Next week it's 63. And then we just keep lowering the temperature. 63 degrees? Don't I don't know if it could handle 63 degrees. Ah. Now I want to now I want to test its limits, baby. <laughs> drop that drop that baby down to the fifty fives and let's see what happens. Ooh, okay. Hey. Are you? A, I think we talked about this on the podcast. You're a cold room heavy blanket sleeper. Yeah, we do sleep with at least a blanket. There's a top sheet. There's a blanket. And when you're a top sheeter, cool. I'm a top sheeter. Yeah. This is a podcast for adults. Two men who top sheet. I remember uh, going like spending the night at like. 
either friends or girls who I've seen places and and being oddly oddly thrown by the lack of top sheet the the presumption that we're both going to enjoy the same temperature throughout the entire night that I'm not going to need to kick off that that insanely heavy comforter and just rock that top sheet when necessary what I've found is that life is about layering <laughs> you need to make sure that you can constantly adapt to whatever's happening in in your life and in your room it's called right. room temperature but you don't know what temperature that happens to be it's whatever temperature the room happens to be so sure. if you are if you are a cold sleeper and you need to have that extra blanket great andrea tells me that when i sleep i am a human furnace i put off a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of heat so i don't need much I just need, but I'd like to have the, I like to have the feeling of a little bit of coverage. I, I've had this idea for a while and I haven't executed it because it's in my list of all of my other ideas that I don't execute, which is everything. But mm -hmm. it's a it's a comforter, but you can put inserts on each side. So it's a king or a queen size comforter. And mm -hmm. on the, the sleeper who needs more padding because they're cold, you can put a bunch of inserts and it makes it hotter over there. But on the other side, you can keep it thin or use a puffy one. So it looks like a uniform comforter but each side has a different level of layered temperature. So, so what you're advocating for is a sleep number comforter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But not using their branding because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the between two Stearns comforter between yes. your comfort. So we've been gone for we a while. We, we hope, we hope you missed us. Uh, and if not, we'll try harder. <laughs> They've missed us. It's the only way our family keeps up on what we're doing with our lives. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, but I'd like to think that we've advanced past, like in this, the fourth season of the show, I, even though season markers are arbitrary. I'd like to think that we've gotten to the point that we have listeners who are listening, who are not listeners who are related to us. I think we do. I think we yeah. have like a solid group of people who kind of tune in and for the main three, which is what's going on in your life, what's going on in my life, and whether or not we mention them by name during the podcast. Like those mm -hmm. are the big, those are the big three. The, when we last we left, we recorded in person. We had just That's performed right. together. Mm -hmm. And now it's been a, like a week and a half. And I feel like, I feel like we're back in that phase where like every day is so much that it's been like three years since I've talked to you. Yeah, a lot has happened. A it's lot just has gone on at this point. If we ever get the Jared Stern from Maximon. Yeah, which by the way, I went through through LinkedIn again to go after him. And I was like, listen, I've tried to get you on a couple different platforms now. And if it if this is the last time I I, I can message you, or if you're if you're not interested, that's a shame. But again, here's the setup. Right. And we'll see what happens. Either he tells me to fuck off or he says he's interested. Either way, I've made contact. So I think, our, I think Detective Jared Stern was a good example of how tastefully we can have a Jared Stern guest on who is a professional. Anyway, so his name is Jared Stern. He's the editor of Maxim Magazine. Did you ever watch the documentary Wild Wild Country? about no. the uh, so there's this documentary called wild wild country about this like indian buddhist like religious kind not a cult but like a, an organization that took mm -hmm. over a town in oregon in like uh the 80s they just okay. bought up a plot of land that was like eighty thousand square acres and created a town out of nothing and it was the whole us versus them anyway it doesn't matter what is important is one of the magazines that wrote an article about their leader this guru guy mm -hmm was a german fashion magazine german magazine called stern oh 
And if you're in the magazine industry and your name is Jared Stern and you're doing Maxim, you had to have encountered this Stern magazine at some point. I got to ask this guy, that's all I could think about once I saw like it would almost be like being a stand-up comedian and finding out there was somebody named Jared Stern out there. Not the exact same thing, but similar. Well, Stern is, I mean, it's a barely star in Germany. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I, I feel like that would be, and there's a big, there's a, a, a Stern jeweler in Germany. Oh, it's, it's a like Stern a, jeweler here. No, no, no. There's oh, there's a, a Jared, Jared There's a Jared jeweler here. So we got to get these two kids together. That's right. We need to get some kind of uh, some kind of marketing material. Some kind. I of hope the German Stern jeweler has a daughter and the Jared jeweler has a son. And it's this whole like Romeo and Juliet, like Montagues and Capulets thing where they come together so that. Maybe that could be the screenplay we finally put <laughs> to Jared Stern, the, the writer director, who, by the way, uh, Happy birthday happy to birthday. that particular Jared Stern. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to have him back on this show in a couple of weeks because his big movie is coming out. All, All right, right, so I've got, I've, I've got two things. On my list was dancer Jared Stern. Quick update on that. He's not going to be on this particular episode. Uh, something came up with work. He wasn't able to, to join us today, but I figured we can use this episode, A, to catch up with each other, which catch we are up. doing, and then to let everyone, all the listeners who are listening, let you all know that Jared Stern, the dancer, will be on with us next episode. So watch out for that as another portal opens in the Jared Stern multiverse. I do really love, you don't watch American Ninja Warrior, do you? I do. I'm sure I do. I've loved Ninja Warrior ever since it was just purely in Japan and American Ninja Warrior. Yep. I love that Jared Stearns are being labeled like ninja warriors. <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy ninja. The cowboy the ninja, ninja. The pizza ninja. The director Jared Stern. Yep. The detective Jared Stern. We have to differentiate somehow. Of course. Or else people will just think it's just some the same guy every time. And if you're a Jared Stern listening and you're hesitant about reaching out to us being on the show, much like locking in your favorite gamer tag on a game or email address in Gmail, the faster you reach out and become a guest on Between Two Sterns, you get to pick what version of Jared Stern you are. What <laughs> happens if we find another dancer Jared Stern? We got to find another defining attribute for him. Well, the, I think the other thing that, we, that we're going to shoot for collection-wise is the uh, the middle initial the alphabet of middle initials catch it yeah because we, we so you're R I'm S uh, this dancer is W I want to say uh, and I forget what was what was P I Jared Stearns I forget his but isn't director P no uh, the Maxim guy is P J he's Paul yeah yeah so so oh, yeah, I think we can K Kyle possibly I I I'll go back and look. Thankfully, that wasn't a question on uh, the Captain Game Show thing, because that would have been... Thankfully. So, uh, so let's see. So, uh, one of the big uh, developments from last season uh, is that I am finding new and amazing ways to stay young. Uh, <laughs> not, just, not just having mono. No, no. Having a wisdom tooth removed. That's right. I saw that you... Oh, go on. Yeah. So uh, over... Let's see. It was after the 4th of July holiday. So it's like last last Friday, I, I finally had the appointment. And I want to say that the whole experience is a lot like, what's the, what's, what is the, what's the primary theme of this podcast? Benign narcissism. Well, there's that, but also making a big deal out of nothing at all. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a thing that Jared's, Jared's Stern do, Jared's I think. 
take a take a little tiny thing that is in fact nothing and make a giant fucking deal about it. Yeah, that's what we do. Sort of, that's that's kind of that's what, what we, we do. do. That's kind of why you're listening to us because we're <laughs> taking a little nothing thing and making a big goddamn deal out of it. So so yeah, so I had this this wisdom tooth that was decaying and uh, needed to be removed. What? Yeah, it was. I mean, no, that's look a lot of a lot of kids. <laughs> A lot of kids, buddy, sport. A lot of kids get their wisdom teeth removed so young that they don't have enough time to decay over right, time. Right, to decay. So, yeah, no. I, I often talk about how I'm visibly decaying, and uh, so this was just evidence of that. It's kind of like the portrait of Dorian Gray. This is the wisdom tooth of Jared Stern, and uh, you know, it just it 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 aged in in place of me. So. So now I don't know what the hell. Well, does this is this some sort of like like chronology indicator for the rest of your teeth? Because your baby teeth fall out first, and technically your wisdom teeth get removed, and then your adult teeth stay with you for the rest of your life. So, mm-hmm. what's the time difference between a wisdom tooth decaying and the rest of your teeth starting? To, like, do you have like well, a five to ten year gap at this point? The, like the problem with that particular tooth was that it was below the gum line, and I couldn't get to it. So keeping it clean, like I do with the rest of my teeth, thank you very much, it, it, it wasn't able to get clean. So it instead, it collected food waste and all that stuff and decayed because I, I wasn't able to keep it clean. Was it an actual wisdom tooth or was it given like an honorary title because it was the wisest of all your teeth because it hid and stayed hidden yeah. because it, it just right. didn't want to deal with any of this. It's like, I'm staying here. I'm not yeah, coming no. out. Was... In fact, the wisest tooth of all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so, so, so I get in there and when I uh, made, when I made the appointment, I, I was, I was nervous about this entire thing because this was like, this was a, a bullet that I thought I had dodged. I thought I was never going to have to deal with wisdom teeth ever. Wait, but, for, forgive me because I, now I'm forgetting. Did you know that you had this impacted wisdom tooth? Like, no, no. Well, I I knew it was there. I didn't realize that it was because it's very tough to see anyway back there. But I didn't realize that it had. I got you. So, so you've always place. known that you had a wisdom tooth that was yeah. below the gut line, but you were like, ah, whatever. This sure. is never going to be an issue. Gotcha. Right. I didn't realize. I didn't think it was going to be an issue. My other wisdom teeth, which are coming in sideways. Do you still have your other wisdom teeth? Yeah, I've got the two on the bottom and they are coming in sideways. And my dentist basically told me as long as they're not bothering you, as long as they're not causing you pain, they're not like crowding out the rest of the teeth in your mouth. It's not worth the pain and discomfort of digging these fuckers out because they're literally sideways. They're not pointed north and south. They're pointed Jared Eastern, Jared Western. So it's not worth it to try to get those out if they're not bothering me. And they're not. I hate hate to belabor this intro, but now I'm fully invested in this kind of like Game of Thrones, like where your wisdom teeth are they? <laughs> what about the fourth one? Like, do we Never not talk in. about Bruno? Like, is it, in. is it from Encanto? In. I only have I only have three. So it's we your I'm naming your fourth wisdom tooth Bruno for those Encanto <laughs> fans. We don't talk about Bruno because no. we're now I'm afraid Bruno's going the other direction. Like you're going to start feeling a twitch in the left <laughs> eye. Like, it's going to come as out my eye. As long as it's not popping your eyeball out of your socket, it's really it's no fine. big deal. It's, it's really fine. fine. So I I made this appointment and and I was like, well, I, I, I'd like to be sedated in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because, and a, my insurance did not cover full full sedation knockout for what is called a simple extraction. And I like, asked to be sedated for a checkup. They're like, we're going to take your temperature, your wagon, knock me out, and just drag the body wherever it needs to go. So uh, they gave me nitrous. Have you ever gotten laughing gas before? 
I, I have, I, I think when I got nitrous, when I was like 14 years old, I tried to bite through my bottom lip. You mentioned I that, did yes. mention this once and they had to like wire my jaw open. And, and, and I kind of had that in the back of my mind while I was breathing <laughs> the stuff in and I was like, Jesus, is this something that is common across Jared Stearns? So, but no, I mean, really all it was, was I, my hands felt tingly and yeah. like, I guess I was more susceptible to shitty jokes. Although I, I, I this doctor had a great bedside manner cool guy and um he had, he he's he opened with a joke did he uh, what was well, his joke kind of so he, he walks in the room and says uh are you ready and i said well the better question is are you ready and he <laughs> said yeah i just i just watched the youtube video i'm good to go oh that's some good banter yeah that's and some good I, banter and maybe i maybe it was because of the gas but i i i, I chuckled at that i thought I gave him credit where credit was due. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't seem like he walked in with the joke in his back. Like he might've had it, used it before, but it wasn't like he came in and was like, Hey buddy. And started his riff. Like right. He no, gave him a setup and yeah. It's not like he checked it. He came in and was like, Hey, let's check the clock. What time is it? Two <laughs> 30. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the other thing was, it was pretty funny. And again, maybe it was just funny to me because I was under <laughs> right. the influence of laughing gas. But the, so, so they were playing like relaxing music in yeah. the room. They were playing like soft jazz or whatever. And like the second song that came up, and I can't believe I even remembered what the name of this song was, but it was Classical Gas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's funny, Classical Gas. If, you, if I was in that moment and I put all that together, I'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. that, yeah. So I still have my wits about me is what I'm trying to say. I was not right. like I was completely loopy trying to bite through my fucking bottom lip. Um, so they they shoot me up with the with the Novocaine and they were very nice. They gave me Novocaine for the Novocaine, which again is mm -hmm. one of the greatest advances in dentistry. Yeah. And then he's like, "Okay, you're gonna feel some feel a tug and out. It was go it was out of my skull in like 30 seconds. Like barely had time to to register what was happening and it was gone." And uh, so, yeah, so I've been chewing on the other side of my mouth and I've been mm. told to eat, eat soft, cold foods and avoid spicy stuff. And so, like I said before, I was making a big deal out of nothing and I was expecting to have a lot of discomfort. Yeah. They prescribed for me the magnum ibuprofen, the, like the 800 milligram yeah, ibuprofen, yeah, yeah. And the, the horse pill I, I, ibuprofen. But in case that wasn't enough, they gave me Tylenol with codeine. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the good stuff. That's the good and stuff. And they gave me 24 of them. Okay. Yeah. I've only had one because I, I was, they said you should take it before you, you go to sleep to help you go to sleep. And really all I've felt throughout this entire, throughout over the weekend, throughout all this, is just fucking mild discomfort. It's been annoying at worst. And so if anyone needs some Tylenol of codeine, um, that's not something we can legally offer on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to jump in right here and say, if anybody would like some Tylenol of codeine, reach out to Jared to talk to his dentist. Apparently yeah, right. you can go in and get a freckle checked and they'll write your prescription. <laughs> so anyway, so that's, that's, that's the name of that tune. It's uh, I, I am now one, I have one less wisdom tooth. Uh, I'm on the mend and yeah, I wish it was. You got uh, two in the foxhole. You got one behind enemy lines. We don't even know where that guy is. So you, you've got you've got three wisdom yeah. teeth left. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so that was my uh, my dental experience. I, I I regret to inform you that Andrea did not 
record Ooh. me post surgery. And even if she did, I was pretty pretty lucid. Like I, I wasn't yammering or anything like no that. No Daniel after dentist. No Daniel after dentist. That's no Jared after dentist. So so yeah. So that was my uh, my big wisdom tooth uh, experience. With your- I'm happy to hear you're okay. I'm happy to hear. Well, thank that. you. No, no, no. Yeah. Like I said, and I, I, I felt so bad because a guy at work has like a herniated disc and is has to have like surgery for that. And I was like, I had to use like, well, I had wisdom right. tooth. Yep. Like it's well, not. We had to move the appointment because I had mono last week. Like, what are you, right. Jack? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you uh, think you're Robin Williams and Jack? You're like 15 years old in just a grown-up's body. Do you remember Jack? Uh, yeah, sure. No, no, I, 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 I haven't, I've never seen that movie, but I do. You've remember, never seen. Oh, I, I do I, remember the premise of it. And, very emotional and yeah, movie. I think we've pretty well established that. Yeah, I'm pretty much a 15 year old in an adult body. <laughs> this is slightly so, off topic, but speaking of like weird age variants, so mm-hmm. Val's daughter really likes this. Um, it's a snack, right? It's a box of snacks. We've had snacks mm-hmm. before, whatever they are. The snack is called Scooby Snacks. Oh, okay, great. Scooby Doo on the box. Uh-huh. Shaped like little dog treats. They're, you know, graham cracker cinnamon. They are delicious. Sitting on the couch, chowing down on a couple of them. I go, uh, kiddo, do you, do you like Scooby-Doo? She's like, yeah, I really like Scooby Snacks. And I was like, do you, do you like the show Scooby-Doo? She's like, the show? was there a show? I was like, was there a show? This dog treat has been around for so long. The kids are associating that this, it's just, it's a cereal, but it's, it's to be uh it would be as if like it would be as if uh, Tony the Tiger had like a whole ass animated sitcom in the 70s where he was like the coach of some sort of like hockey team and his catcher. They're like, oh, you're not good enough. He's like, they're great. And then they took that fucking thing and put it on a box. Right. And we've just been eating Frosted Flakes, think, having no idea that he had this like 10 year run of a show. Well, to be fair, the kid is seven years old. But it's Scooby Doo. I understand. Where's the last time you've seen Scooby Doo on television? I'm not 10 years old. Okay. I, well, I, go ahead and go ahead and scan through the available media that, that she has available to her. I think I don't think Scooby Doo is tops on that list. I'm I'm willing to forgive her because she does not have an, an available frame of reference. I Unlike agree. You, 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 you almost forty year old man, do do not get a hall pass on some of these references that you do not get. Waldorf and Stitler. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> you will never not hurt me. To my very soul when you fuck so good (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing i can forgive her for not knowing the reference i just find it fascinating that it could be an entire generation of children that only know this character as the mascot on the side of a snack box as opposed to knowing its actual history so so we went to a ren fair it was awesome before i begin i will say that the story had a happy ending although i why wouldn't have a happy ending so I, I, I know that my parents sometimes catch up on this podcast a few episodes at a time. Mom, dad, if you're listening, uh, just imagine <laughs> dad in the scenario that I'm about to describe. So okay. the rent is like an hour and a half away. We're meeting friends who have been there a hundred times. They have their costumes and mm-hmm. we managed to make some really cool costumes at a uh, thrift store. It was Val's daughter's the first time uh, she had ever gone to a rent fair. Oh, so wow. it was pretty cool. We were trying to like it's like Brave or like some of these other like Disney movies. So we jump in the car. It's an hour and a half to drive to this rent fair. And the prior weekend, the three of us had gone down 
and visited my family, visited you. So that was like a seven and a half, eight hour drive. So she That's did yeah. eight hours down, a couple of days in DC, eight hours back. And then the following weekend did an hour and a half. She's very, very good in the car now. So we get there, we pull up, it's this big field. <clears throat> and like, it's this wooded area. Cause I'm used to rent fairs being pretty, maybe I haven't think of the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. I think the last time I was at one was like 20 years ago. It's just a big open field. It's not a lot of coverage or trees. So mm -hmm. what you do for this one is you kind of walk up to the tree line and it's almost as if it's like a castle wall front built uh -huh. into the tree line. And then they're up there and they're like, it's what open at 10 o'clock and the whole thing. So it's only Saturday and Sunday. It's only over the summer. Everybody volunteers, right? So we give them a pass for that. You can buy your tickets ahead of time, right? Tickets ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But if we buy our tickets at the door, kiddo gets in for free. Oh, there you go. So get there. Lines are split into two. One line is people who bought their tickets ahead of time. They come in, they show their tickets on their little phones, and then they move through. We start waiting for those uh, doors to open to start buying tickets. There are four windows. We're about, I'd say, 25 people back from the front. So we're within the first front. The line's building up behind us, probably about 300, maybe 400 people in line. Wow. Five minutes go by, windows don't open. 10 minutes go by, windows don't open. 20 minutes go by, windows don't open. 30 minutes go by. Oh, wow. Windows don't open. Finally, we're all getting a little restless. One of the Renaissance wenches who was wonderful. I've done crowd work before. Hello, everyone. It appears that we have not opened our royal windows for you yet. Let me go back and protest the king upon your request, and I will make sure this happens. Five minutes later, she comes back out. I have petitioned the queen. The queen has said that she will open the windows. If they are not open in five minutes, then I shall come out and service you all myself. Ten minutes go by, nothing. Oh, no. Now it's like, like 80 degrees. It's hot. It's 80 degrees. There's no shade covering because the trees are on the inside. There's a line of 300 people. And finally, after 45 minutes, the window opens, right? Now, one window. Now, it's a line of people. And there are four windows in front mm -hmm. of you, right? One window opens, so the line branches off that way. Then another window opens. And so some people move around. Instead of organizing the lines that the line leads in and you split into whatever window is available, now factions start opening up. People are bumping into each other, trying to move and trying to get into the window spot to jump the line. You get what I'm saying? Mm, sure. Take people from the back. So now we're all divided. It's complete fucking chaos on the front of the window. And after 15 minutes, nobody's paid. It's now an hour and nobody's walking out of line because the Wi-Fi in this place doesn't work. Oh no. And none of the credit card machines are kept. Oh no. There's only two ATMs in the entire place. One is on the inside and is broken. Oh, and the other one, there's another people trying, pe the, the people who were running the fair were crying. There were people like just walking away and just breaking down. Nobody has cash anymore because we have a cash shortage in this country and nobody's touching cash because of COVID. And we get up there and we had, I think, 81 or $85 exactly. Uh -huh. And it was, and, and they were like, yeah, it's free for her to get in because it was $30 on the website, 30, 30, free for her to get in. Like, yeah, but tickets are 41 at the door. And we're like, what? So now we do the mental math, which is it was the exact same price. If oh, we had just no. bought her the ticket 30, 30, oh, 20, no. that if we had stood in line and now we're like an hour and now this is the kid's first impression yeah, right. of Seriously. a Renaissance fair standing around the heat with them not taking any currency. 
So we had just enough cash to get in. We walk in and Val's like, hey, can you can you watch her? I'm going to run out back out to the front to grab some cash because we're going to need to drink at this point. Right. And, and originally we were like, yeah, we'll drink. And now it's like, we need to find alcohol as soon as possible. We need mead and we need it quickly. The, the fair was beautiful. Like it's so beautiful there. It's clear that everything is handcrafted. People put a lot of work into it and it's built into like the side of this slope. So mm-hmm. it has a lot of like variance and topography. I'm telling you, they could make an absolute killing if they did like a Winterfell type of thing and set up like a local Airbnb where people could come in and just like walk, because it looks like Winterfell, like if you were the poor snow on it. The fair was wonderful. Uh, she had a great time. Really, really genuinely enjoyed doing it. Everything after we got through the door was, it was great. It was sure. great. But it was, and like all I could think about, all I could think about is the number of times I was growing up completely oblivious to my dad having to stand in the line that I was standing no. in presently. <laughs> because Val at one point took her to the side. They, she was playing under a tree. She was running around with other kids before we could get in. And we negotiated. I was like, I will stand in this line. I'm standing in this line on my phone that doesn't get reception. And I'm just standing there. And every second feels like an hour at that point. And I now have a stronger appreciation for my parents who have stood in those types of lines themselves. But all yeah. in all, it was a great experience. Really oh, was. good. And, and, and did you have, how many turkey legs did you have? So we bought one turkey leg. Um, I am not, we, we've talked about how I'm not a huge meat eater. And oh, if I right. am a meat you eater, like I'm not a big wings. off the bone meat eater. Uh, we, we, I will go on and on forever about how the more it reinforces to me that I'm eating what used to be a living creature, the Uh more difficult it is for me to consume said product. That's just my own morality. But so they were like, I got one for Val. She was sitting there with uh, the kiddo before the show. And (laughs) I was like, I had a turkey leg. And they're like, original, hot, or barbecue. And I go, oh, wow. They had had different flavors. Okay. What's the most popular? And she was like, I haven't had one myself. And I was like, off to a good start. Uh, but barbecue seems to be really popular. I was like, dealer's choice. Let's go barbecue. So was and it slathered with barbecue sauce? Slathered is an understatement, Jared. They took, <laughs> they took the turkey leg, held it by the base, uh-huh. dipped it upside down into an entire vest, completely submerged it into a vat of barbecue sauce. Oh my God. And then came out and pulled it. And I'm walking around with this thing like it's a goddamn ice cream cone dripping all over <laughs> my head. I took one bite where I am confident that the majority of it was turkey leg, but I'm pretty convinced some of it was like the plastic paper that was just covered sure. in barbecue sauce it was all point. it was all just barbecue flavor it's been a week and a half i'll let you know if i see it come out but <laughs> after that one bite i was like this is all you i can't i can't eat the rest of this thing i have never had the ones i've i've always had have just been just a straight oven baked yeah oven roasted turkey leg and that is that is my standard fare at a Renaissance. Festival. I also love tur- I love turkey. I love chicken. I love turkey. I love um, fish if I have to do those things. But here's the other problem: when you bite into a turkey leg, there mm. are some colors in the middle of that yeah. turkey leg. Yeah, there's some sinew in there that yep. I have been instinctually trained through both modern advanced society and my baser lizard instincts to not eat white meat that is purple. Like uh-huh. that's a thing to not do. I know that. So it's tough for me to get past all of those components. Well, all right. So a, a quick, quick diversion here. Yeah. Because one of the things that we have coming up in this season of the show, and I, I've spoken to you about this, and that's the the trip to Buffalo. To Buff- oh, I'll do wings. I can do wings. 
You were just telling me you don't want to eat shit off the bone. I, look, there is a di- I there is a time and a place for it. I am somebody who can enjoy a couple of buffalo wings. I don't think I could enjoy. Well, we're going to be eating more than thirty buffalo, buffalo wings. I'm going to ask if they have any vegan chicken oh, options. You, you're going to go through a table, <laughs> my friend. Then I'll bring them myself and no, ask them to you, them you, in you the are back. not. You are not bringing up or bringing with you <laughs> vegan anything. <laughs> Duffs. Or, or Anchor Bar, or whichever Buffalo institution we are going to, to get chicken wing. <laughs> I got to find like a holistic vegan, place, <laughs> like the only one in Buffalo that services like seven people in me. You and get like, your ass kicked <laughs> out of the league just based on that. <laughs> I one time made my dad, I made him vegan chorizo tacos, which are out of this world. Okay. But I didn't tell him it was vegan chorizo. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make you... Like, you know, spicy chorizo. He's like, I love spicy chorizo. I'm going to make you chorizo tacos. It's like, awesome. So I made that. I made like an avocado crema. I made pickled onions. I served it to him. He goes, this is amazing. I go, everything you're eating right now is vegan. And he's like, what about the meat? It's like, vegan chorizo. He's like, unbelievable. I'll never eat it again. But that's really <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> so the, the weekend after we had our, our big Between Two Sterns, Between Two Stages shows, uh, I had the, the the privilege to headline a great little club in Hanover, Pennsylvania, called the Church of Satire. It's a it's a just a fun little room. It holds like maybe fifty people tops, and they have literally pews in there. It's cool. super cool. The crowd is mic'd. They have four K cameras, and I was like, well, shit. If I'm gonna be trying to, do, if I'm gonna be doing forty five minutes, and I was doing. 45 minutes because I was did the you do 45 minutes I did 45 that's minutes. awesome man well awesome. it was it was awesome the second night the first night meh, because when I try to introduce new material mm-hmm. my brain says please stop you're killing me mm. uh, like I have to rewire rewire synapses and neurons to not completely uh vapor lock while because I, I I'm a very practiced comedian I mean I, I, a lot of comedians do are really great at going off the cuff, doing a lot of crowd work, that sort of thing. I am not one of those comics. In a pinch, I'll, I can come up with yeah. something. But, but I like to know. I like to know where where things are going, and I had to basically expand on and re, and introduce brand new concepts and kind of let them turn into their own little things, so I could fill the forty five. Um, uh, and for a mental way, for those of you who have not performed comedy or performed any long stretch like this, or you're constantly adding, uh, and this is going to cut off a lot of our audience. Imagine back in the day when you made like mix CDs, um, or even now when you make playlists and you don't mm-hmm. randomize it, like there's an entire block of songs from the nineties that I think that there's an album where like Goo Goo Dolls goes right into third eye blind, which goes into <laughs> right into Jimmy. Like they, I'll hear the end of a song and I'll immediately start hearing sure. the beginning of another one that's not associated with it, but I heard it so many times. So you have to imagine for somebody like Jared, who has performed so many more times than I have that when one song or joke ends, his brain hears it bleeding into another right. thing. That's... But when you're trying to wedge another song into it, you're like, this doesn't go here. Yeah. yeah. And I consider being a headliner different than just being the last comic on a 100 yes uh i i feel like the person who is there who people are quote unquote there to see has a specific responsibility 100 to, to have kind of a theme running through their jokes yeah. running through the show to kind of it, it needs to feel more like a show it needs to feel more like uh i i i, I just feel like there's a difference between doing the time 
or having the time and being a being a headliner. You, so, you carry the responsibility of the title of headliner, which yeah. is you don't want it to be that like everybody's like, oh, who's this headliner? I've never heard of them, but they must be good because they're the headliner. Right. Well, sure. what about that asshole Jared Stern that we saw at the church? You know what I mean? Like you never want to be that guy who ruins that concept for people. Right. Sure. I completely agree. Yeah. And so while while there's some added responsibility for being a headliner, like you like you mentioned, because I, that assumed title is there and most audiences just very simply don't know any better yep they're willing to give whoever's on stage within that spot the benefit of the doubt Agreed. for for a good portion of time until you, unless you really screw the pooch and then they'll turn off but this was the first time that i actually felt like i wasn't just closing a show i felt like i was actually headlining. that's awesome. I felt like i was actually bringing something to the stage that people could leave with and go that was, I, I, I either a can remember that or take this with me or I'll be, I'll be quoting these jokes or, or whatever. I'm very interested to listen to this now because I would say that this is something that we both have in common, but you are not kind to yourself when it comes to the criticism of your own work. What do you mean? Uh, you will have bits that you like, but you are, you're, you're self-deprecating when it comes to your own work because you're your harshest critic. Yes. So yes, the fact it. that that's not what only I did you reach out to me privately and say that you thought that it would be uh, album worthy, but that you are publicly stating that it is, is not, it only, is. is not only just like really reassuring to me to hear, but it's a big step for you. Like, look at you being able to like take possession of your own art and say, I feel like this is some of the best of what I know I can do. Well, this is, but this has been the problem with me when it comes to public facing right. uh, stuff. I have never really had true control over what's gone out under my name. Valid. Uh, the, like the one thing that like apparently is all over the place and I'm still getting goddamn royalties for <laughs> it's a couple of is a piece of shit. It is, I mean, and, and, <laughs> uh, and, and again, maybe I'm being, a, maybe I'm being my own harshest critic. I just, know how the sausage was made and I know how much better it could have been right had it been properly promoted and had the people who, who were putting everything together knew their asses from a hole in the ground and that's what people say about this podcast right no sure <laughs> <laughs> but but as I mentioned before audiences lay people people who are not comics generally don't care about that shit no they don't they they do not care they, they don't know any better and they don't care. Nope. And they, they will, they're willing to overlook a great deal. Apparently like I'm, I have a, a profile on Spotify, right. And yes. it's got, deal. and it's got, it's got, yeah, I do. It's, it's got that, it's got that album, the, 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 a couple characters album. And it's got the other album that I put out after that. And I don't know how, and I don't know why, but that particular profile gets 1500 monthly listeners because it already has momentum I, what momentum it's somebody no momentum somebody's it promoting out, it thing came out in 2019 somebody's it's got promoting no momentum it. well somebody's, whatever somebody's, whoever made it is promoting it because they must be making money off of it if you're making money off of it well no one no one makes money off spotify but well, it's yeah. but apparently it's someone is seeking it some russian bot is seeking it out and god bless all of those particular russian bots thank you for listening thank you russian bots who are listening it's it's always bugged the shit out of me that that is that's like what represents me out there in the world of of media. So to have to have a show that is well recorded. I mean, I 
I was very happy that they they had the facilities and they had a they had a crowd. Mike, but uh, but to have a really good set with really well thought out material. Now, granted, it's still got like half of it is still all the old shit I use. I I, I do right. anyway, but it's it's a, I think it's a good representation of of old me and new me and and me as as a comedian. So awesome. yeah, I, I, it, I, I don't know how long it'll take for it to, to quote drop, but yeah. So right now there's a, a rough copy of a possible new Jared Stern comedy album. Uh, I do have one other thing Go for it. that I wanted to talk about coming up uh, in August. And I said, now this is not our, our fantasy football thing in August. Oh, there's a big concert coming up in August uh, coming to nationals park. There's a big outdoor concert, Nationals Park. And my parents call me up and say, uh, hey, we got tickets to this concert. Would you and Andrea like to go? And we're like, why did you buy tickets to this concert? I will give you three guesses who my parents bought tickets to go see. Go right ahead. I mean, my... my my first guess and it's not correct but it would fit in line with this would be you no 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 i i am i am not performing at nationals park this is an actual recording artist of some renown who my parents apparently have heard of and enjoy their music now i'm going to milk every one of these answers because every one of these absurd answers could be true but if you're asking me off the top of my head mm -hmm. if you were to say why would anybody buy tickets to see this not not why would anybody why would my parents who are in their 70s mm -hmm. buy tickets to this concert so my answer still stands i'm going to go with creed for my first answer that is not correct okay well nobody should buy tickets to see creed anyway so that's just no, more no public... this is no this is going to be a great show this is going to be an amazing show i'm looking forward to seeing it i just don't know why they're looking forward to seeing it my second answer i might be pandering to both my girlfriend and her daughter is jojo siwa nope Okay. And my third answer, which is going to be my actual answer. Okay. Because by the way, these last two guesses. Uh, really First of all, it could have been disappointing JoJo. Disappointing me. Could have been JoJo. It could have been JoJo, but it's not. No, no. This is like, your parents. These, this artist apparently crosses over into their listening sphere, but it is not what they're known for. Crosses and into their listening th that, sphere. That I think will probably give it away. Not what they're known for. I'm going to go with Miley Cyrus. No. Who? Lady Gaga. I mean, we're still in the same wheelhouse, and that actually I'm, makes a lot of sense. Lady Gaga definitely no, kills those little crooner stuff. Lady, you know, Lady Gaga is fantastic, and apparently they are familiar with her through the Tony Bennett thing. Oh, okay, right, because she put out an album of like jazz standards with Tony yeah. Bennett, and she also did that um, "A Star Is Born." So they're they've seen her in that. So here's what I need you to do then. I need you to, every time you spend time with your parents now, if they're hanging out in the house, just put some casual music on in the background and just play a bunch of Lady Gaga music and uh -huh. see how many songs it takes them to ask who the artist turn, is. Or turn, turn it off. Who, shit off. <laughs> who is this? It's like you're seeing them on Tuesday. Like, you're right, right, exactly. I just hope they know what they're getting into, that it's A, they, it may, I'm sure she'll do some of that music. Right. I'm sure she'll probably she can't not do what's the name of the song the shallows or whatever something like that she's she has to do that that's that's now what part of her repertoire are you going but, with them yeah we're going you with have them. to at this yeah, point of course no i know no they oh. invited us we're going we're all going to see lady gaga 
<laughs> I'm jealous. I drive down to see La Gaga with you. Yeah, no, it, it, it's. I think it's going to be a, a, a phenomenal show. I can't wait to see it. It's just that was the last, like, the last show that I went with my parents to go see at Nationals Park, and we've we've seen we've seen a couple was goddamn Billy Joel. Like that's mm-hmm. a lot more in in the my parental wheelhouse. They're broadening their minds, and God bless them for doing so. I just, I just, if she comes out in a meat dress, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I honestly, my hope is that it just completely blows their mind, and they're like, you know what? All of those synapses are connecting now, like all these uh-huh. new crazy things, and they're just like totally into it. I hope so. I really do for their sake. Cause I think she puts on, a, from what I hear, she puts on an amazing concert. I'm sure she puts on a great show. Yeah. Um, did she do anything for 4th of July? Uh, just ate more than I should. And yeah. we had to tend to a Winnie who mm, is not because the fireworks. Well yeah. with the fireworks. She was under the couch for uh, the bulk of the evening. And my neighborhood was a goddamn demilitarized zone. It yeah, was I'm surprised that they could set off fireworks in these in the alley behind my house, like professional grade. There was a, an amazing show happening over top of my house. And yeah, we just kind of have to sit back and enjoy it and just let it let it play out because they're gonna people spent their money on their fireworks and they're gonna fucking set them off. So I mean at this point there are no rules anymore. So no. Everything's spiraling out at this point. Did you did you do anything of no? We weren't feeling particularly patriotic. No, no, I understand that. Um, we did. We took uh, we took the kiddo to a baseball game. So we have like a little like less than AAA baseball um, thing in our town, which is like uh, I, Val knows all the words because she does the sports. But it's like it's not AAA, but it's like all the college kids like over the summer come back and they do like a league over the summer and they sure. play against each other. So there were some extra tickets. We took the kid to see the game. Um, um, she loved like standing next to the field and like watching the game and running around. It was a lot of fun. And then afterwards they did uh, like fireworks and stuff out there. Um, nothing too crazy, except they played a song that I had never heard before, which is what's the song about? Um, it's like, it's very America's going to kick your ass because you busted down the two towers. Is that the Toby Keith song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I started hearing the song and they played it as like the last song of the fireworks. But like, so imagine I've never heard the lyrics before, right? So I don't have the context of when the song is written. Uh-huh. I just hear the lyrics and I was like, hmm, this is either incredibly inappropriate or has not aged well at all as a song. Little of column A, little of column B. Yeah, it was one of those things where like, as the lyrics were going and everybody's getting more like, Ugh! we were like, we should start backing our stuff and making our way to the car. Like, <laughs> was just... this the seventh inning stretch song or something? No, um, <laughs> but, but because the kid doesn't know a lot about baseball and Val loves baseball, every time she stepped away, she was, I, I was like, hey, hey kiddo, do you know why, uh, you know why they call it the seventh inning stretch? She goes, no, why? And I go, oh, it's because they have to stretch in the seventh inning. Because for the seventh inning, they don't hit the ball. They fight each other with the bats, like the Ren Fair we went and saw last weekend. She's like, really? And I was like, Jared, shut the fuck up and stop lying to her. <laughs> I'm just making this game more interesting. I'm doing my best over here. Yeah. I'm doing my best over here. But it was fun. It was, it was a it was a very, it's a very like it I think that baseball is one of those sports that is more enjoyable in that type of format where like you can literally get right up to the dugout with the players and talk to them than it is in kind of like the big stadium with the big seats and everything. 
I don't know how the what the what the minor league system. Not acrylic. It sounds a, like it sounds like a double A, triple A, whatever. Anyway, no, um, it's okay. I, I it's gonna dry. It's not acrylic. It's hold on. Are you calling her? Yeah, she's downstairs, but I want to yell. Hello. Hey, uh, we're talking about the sports and baseball. And so you have uh, like A and double A and triple A like batteries. But what's the league less than triple A? It's like, it's not acrylic. It's what? Acrylic? What? It sounds like acrylic. What is it called? In baseball, I think it just goes down to Collegiate. Collegiate. That's collegiate? right. Collegiate? I think it's. You went from a, you went from a collegiate I mean, acrylic to acrylic. Look, acrylic sounds enough like collegiate that I thank you. I thank you, babe. I love sports, but <laughs> collegiate, which if you think about it, we're like the collegiates of uh, no, not collegiate, 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 collegiate. You're saying that with confidence, like you knew it 30 <laughs> seconds ago before we yes. got her on the phone. It means in college, collegiate. Oh, like co college. Oh. Are you having a stroke? No, but I clearly need to go back and get some collegiate under my belt. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.